This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey guys, thank you once again for tuning in to Groomer Humor on Pet Life Radio. We are your hosts. I'm Rudy V, along with my son, Anthony Ray. We have a special guest today. We are going to be talking to Amy Elliott Smith, owner and founder of the Paw Pads Doggy Daycare Grooming School in Northwich, Cheshire, UK. She is a groomer, a groomer trainer, an instructor, does doggy daycare, etc. We're going to find out more about Amy and the Paw Pads Doggy Daycare Grooming School after these messages. You know that feeling when you go to clean the litter box and it's a complete disaster? Yeah, we've got you covered. Introducing World's Best Cat Litter Zero Mess, the advanced litter that gives you two times better clumping and more odor control with less litter. Zero Mess combines the concentrated power of corn with super-absorbent plant fibers. Translation, scoop once and you're done. Find it at a pet store near you and save $2. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Groomer Humor on Pet Life Radio. We are here with Amy Elliott Smith, owner of the Paw Pads Doggy Daycare and Grooming School. Thank you so much for being with us today, Amy. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So, Amy, you know, I love your credentials. I mean, there's just so much to mention here. You know, you're a grooming instructor. You teach. You have a doggy daycare. You have a grooming shop. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us how you got started in all of this. Okay. Well, I started, I knew that from quite a young age, I wanted to work with dogs because I love dogs, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I went along the route initially of being a police dog handler. Mm. And um, I'm not the best with authority. (laughs) (laughs) Really pan out too well. So then I decided um, maybe doing dog walking. So I was doing a bit of dog walking, but I live in the UK. So you know how that's going to go rain wind it just wasn't the nicest atmosphere to be walking dogs every day and I'm pretty lazy as well so I thought okay let's try something else and I kind of just fell into grooming a friend of mine was a groomer and said you know do you want to come and help out um so I went along to help him and I really just fell into it and decided that where we lived was very picturesque lots of um lots of like the suburbs out here in northwich so lots of families and of course with families come lots of dogs and it was just the perfect timing i just bought a house with a, a garage attached to it that i could convert into a grooming salon and it's right on the towpath of a canal where i li- i've lived and i still do live today so that you know i literally had customers walking past my front door and that's how i got started so i um groomed for about 10 years and then around seven years ago we um well myself and my business partner at the time decided to expand into training to train people to become dog groomers and so we started offering that service and got all the accreditations and all the rest of it 
a couple of years ago, we moved into bigger premises and here we are today. <laughs> wow. That's so interesting to us because it's, first of all, just sounds so beautiful and picturesque because here in, here in North Jersey, you know, the scenery is a bit different. We got tractor trailer, <laughs> <laughs> we have tractor trailer trucks. We, we got oil tankers and, you know, <laughs> rivers that look like mud. Oh, um, but you, <laughs> we don't have Dairy Queen. Oh, you don't have eggs. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> and we also have really good pizza here. I don't know how your pizza oh, is. Oh, no, there, not okay, in, but, okay, we've got kind of the stuff like Domino, that kind of uh, stuff, but nothing probably. I also find it very interesting, Amy, that you said that you just fell into it. And I think I speak for a lot of groomers being a groomer myself. I fell into it as well. And I think, uh, you know, it's not something that most dog groomers set out to do. We always kid about that. Uh, I always say that, you know, when I was in the fifth grade, I didn't throw up my hand and say, oh, I want to be a dog groomer, you know. So I think it's very interesting that you also said that you fell into it. And uh, what a beautiful thing to fall into, you know, being able to help dogs. But um, I had the liberty of going on your website and um, I have to say I love your staff. I, I read a lot about your staff there. You got a very, very colorful staff. Everybody, uh, the facilities look so inviting. I saw a picture of a little dog lying in a little ball pen, which I thought was hysterically cute. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was adorable. We should all have uh, a ball pen, I think. Well, in the, our yeah, I mean, those balls, the problem with those balls, though, <laughs> is that they probably last about five minutes until we're either throwing them away because of oh, in the ball. Right. Or they just get destroyed. So it looks very sort of, it's good for a picture. Let's put it that way. All right. And kind of, it's just destruction. Uh, <laughs> love it. I the dogs absolutely love it. Yeah, they really enjoy it. Yeah, sure. I love ball pits. Like, I I think, like, I mean, could you imagine having a ball, just for yourself, even if you didn't have a dog? Like, yeah. if you if you had a, you know, like, you know, you just, you get up in the morning, have a cup of coffee, and, uh, you know, do some windmills in the ball pen just by yourself. Get the day started off on the right, on the right foot, you know? Yeah, yeah. Based on that, you could never have a bad day. If you start no. your day in a ball pen, you can't have a bad day. Right, exactly. And then if you get a dog, then maybe you let them go into it, too, but. Maybe. <laughs> So let's get back to Amy here. So Amy, so now in your facilities and in, in, in your dog grooming instruction, aside from people saying, oh, I want to be a dog groomer because I love dogs. What else do you look for? Because I think all too often people will say, oh, I want to be a dog groomer because I love dogs. But then once they find out that it's work, they kind of drop off. So what else can you look for in someone aside from just loving dogs? What else does someone need to become a dog groomer? I think um, one thing that people never really realize until they get started is how much actual physical labor is involved when you're grooming right. dogs. There's a lot of lifting. I mean, you get yourself into positions that, you know, would shock the Karma Sutra. The amount of sort of <laughs> twisting and contorting and you just think, oh, my God, I never even knew that I could be in this position. So you have to be open to hard work, which sounds a bit patronizing. But what I mean is that it's not just sitting and playing with dogs all day. It is actually really quite labor intensive and you have to be really, really patient. As Absolutely. You I'm sure really is that you you have to just if you're having a bad day a dog mm -hmm. is going to feed off that even if you think you're hiding it really well so you just have to be you kind of have to be an actor really and that you just have sure. to put all positive vibes really calming like make your voice very very soft like that sure. 
and just be very very patient with them and and understand that it is a job it's not sort of sitting around playing with dogs it's hard work and that if they're serious about it you get a feel for people that you know think it's just going to be kind of a bit of a we call it a dosser job over here where you just like you don't really do much work mm-hmm. um, right. as long as they understand that it is quite labor intensive then the rest will take care of itself of course they have to have a bit of creativeness about them creative sure is a big part of it having said that i mean if you told me to draw a dog i would be awful awful. so the creativity creativity that i'm talking about isn't artistry right sure um it is just and i I don't know how you look for that it's something that we can't really tell until the person gets started but we can tell almost instantly if they're going to be good or not you can just you know or and you can take that skill and you can hone it it's very rare that you get somebody in who is just completely hopeless and we can't turn it around that's incredibly mm-hmm. rare so everybody has a bit of uh, flair for it it's just how mm-hmm. much they're willing to to put in to actually become really really good at it Wow, that's it's pretty remarkable how similar. I mean, Amy basically just summed up every opinion we've had since we started the show in about a minute and a half. (laughs) I I love Amy. I'm telling you, I love Amy. Let me tell you, this is not going to be the only time we're having you on the show. Already, Amy's back. Forget, forget Mm -hmm. about you. Even question Amy's back because I love, I love your, yeah, I love your answers. You're so to the point. Everything you're saying is just so on point, Amy. I I love the part where you said, you know, you're you're contorting and you're getting into all these weird, crazy positions to say clip a back nail or or do a ten blade on the belly area. You know, you're bending Mm -hmm. over. Uh, Sometimes it's not always easy to lift the dog up and do a 10 blade on their privates you might may have to especially on an older dog maybe just come up from underneath like a mechanic so again i just love your answer with that because the physical fitness that is required is very very important yeah, yeah. And, i mean there are there are aids that can help you but they can only help you so far if you've got a newfoundland that doesn't want to go in the bath you know there isn't really a forklift truck available right. <laughs> so there is a certain aspect that they, the grooming industry does have these sort of sometimes gimmicky equipment and kits that sure. can help you, but it really does come down to you putting your, you know, bit of elbow right. grease. That's right. Yeah. Like lifting a, something like a Newfoundland up together into yeah. a tub, you know, like doing like a little spot lift. And my son and I, uh, we do that every day here as well. So yeah, just great answer on that. So Amy, what type of breeds are you seeing over there in the UK? What breeds are most popular uh, currently? At the moment, I mean, you always get this, the, we call them the bread and butter dogs. So the ones that are going to kind of pay the bills because you will always have them in your salon all season round and all year round are going to be the spaniels in the uk mm-hmm. so springer spaniels cocker spaniels this is a, a english cocker spaniel we don't see many american cocker spaniels so um springer spaniels english cocker spaniel and cavalier king charles spaniels so those mm-hmm. are your bread and butters you're going to get those every single day and then the sort of dogs that can be trends really they're more the labradoodles the cockapoos the cavachon so these crossbreeds that are and i put in English commas here i'm doing air quotes hypoallergenic <laughs> these hypoallergenic dogs right. um, are very very popular at the moment which is flipping great because they right. need grooming sure, <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> you know it's great it's great business and they are lovely dogs actually i've never really met a bad 
a bad crossbreed of those. But yeah, so so I'd say spaniels and crossbreeds of the quote hypoallergenic dogs are the mm. are the uh, the big few at the moment. And then what else? Oh, we get a lot of Shih Tzus and Lassarapsos. Those are always really popular. And Westies, West Highland Terriers. Oh wow, yeah. yeah. I think uh, the cocker, the spaniel thing is uh, pretty interesting to me because even though we have plenty of them, that's pretty different actually. Yeah, very actually. Yeah, we're, we're definitely seeing... not our bread and butter dog. No. Oh, well, our... I, what are your bread and butter dogs? We're seeing mostly Shih Tzus, yeah, Bichons, Shih Tzu. lo- lots of Shih Tzus, lots of Bichons. Westies are getting popular again. We're not seeing a whole lot of Terriers. We used to see a lot more Terriers. We're not seeing many Spaniels at all. And again, like you just said, Amy, we're seeing a lot of the Doodles, the Golden Doodles, yeah, the Labradoodles, the Trends. Trendy Havanese Dogs. is a new trend Yeah, that's yeah we're seeing insane. A, oh, yeah, a lot of Havanese. Havanese, that, is that right? Yeah, yeah, over here. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. A lot of Havanese. I, I, can't, I can't remember the last time I saw a Havanese. I think yeah. the last time I saw a Havanese was a woman that bought in at the same time a dandy Dinmont, which almost blew oh, away. Wow. I was like, who's this? <laughs> One a funny looking dog. The they were dandy amazing Dinmont. and gorgeous. So her name was Dolly and she was absolutely Aww, fell in love with her. So cute. Yeah, but yeah. Havanese, we don't get we don't get many. Do you think it's the song that Havana? It starts <laughs> that's, what it is. That, that's what it is. Hey, <laughs> the trend's got to start somehow. That, that exactly. Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> Are you seeing any uh, Airedales? Are you seeing many terriers out? Yeah, we get quite a few terriers, but they're usually not really the kind of terriers that need a lot of grooming. So Staffordshire Bull yeah. Terrier always really right. popular here, and we get quite a few Border Terriers as well. Okay. So the hand stripping dogs. We do have some Airedale Terriers. We have about, but not many. I mean, we've got 400 dogs on our books. Wow. And we wow. probably have about five Airedales that I can think of at the top of my head. And okay. the majority, yeah, and, and we've got a few Scotties as well. Right. Nice. Scotties. Yeah. 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 So we do have quite a few terriers, but certain they certainly don't make the majority of our books now. And of course the grooming side is the, the breeds that we get for grooming are very different from the breeds that we would get for daycare. Right, um, right. Sure. Tell us a little bit about your uh, daycare, Amy. Like what do people do? Do they just drop off for the day or what, what, how, yeah. how does it work? Mm-hmm. Yep, so they we're open from 7 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. So they will drop them off on their way into work and the dogs will play. Our job is just to tire them out. That's our remit. <laughs> just tire them out. So we, go, we play them all day on the slides. We've got loads of play equipment, slides, and in the ball pool. And, you know, it's just like let loose, go crazy, destroy the place. And then when they're absolutely exhausted, their right. owners pick them up and they go, Thank you. (laughs) And then they sleep for the rest of the night. And the great thing about our daycare center is that it's indoors. So there is an external area where they can go to the toilet, but indoors it's, there's no mud. It's really clean. It's dry. They get, you know, they're, I mean, it's not heated, so they're not going to be warm, but they are much, much warmer than if they were out, you know, on this breezy um, field atmosphere, muddy and all the rest of it. We don't have any of that. So the owners are always really happy. We also have um, sofas so they can snuggle it in, but the dogs that aren't allowed on the sofas, they get mattresses. So it's really comfortable. It's a nice atmosphere for them. Yeah, so there's loads for them to do. And um, yeah, they love it. And the staff love it. And the, the owners love it. And we get kids that sort of come in because they really want to see what's going on and who's in. And they sort of peek over the top and they see all these kids, these Aww. dogs. It looks it looks really idyllic, like these dogs running around and playing with each other and all the rest of it. And, you know, they're like, can I go in, mummy? We're like, definitely not. <laughs> oh, wow. 
that's great. It's basically basically you offer people a clean, safe way to for their dogs to do all these like activities and stuff that otherwise would have gotten them all muddy that they got to do it outside like you said and all that but you got them like indoor they're safe they're not getting dirty and they get to do all this fun stuff anyway yeah and they can't get out they can't run off they're fully supervised the whole time we feed them if they need feeding so we've got like separation pens for them so because sometimes actually you do get dogs that get like puppies for example they get so overexcited that (laughs) they um we need to separate them because they're just like oh you know they're just going crazy they can't believe what's going on. <laughs> right right it's just too much fun right, <laughs> what right. is happening yeah so we, do, we just have to kind of calm them down give them a minute sit sure. with them just breathe you know so there's loads of reasons that we'll, we'll sometimes need to separate them obviously when we feed them as well we don't want it to be like basically a feeding frenzy if we put down a bowl sure. of food on the floor so yeah. we separate them for that reason as well so yeah it's just kind of a lot going on all the time and um it's good fun really good fun and the staff uh, really we've never lost a member of staff we've had the same staff since we opened in the new unit for almost three years so that's that's fantastic because they you know it just shows i think it shows that they're happy there and they get to bond with each other and the dogs and the owners so yeah the owners really love that you always see the same people and they know the dogs really really well and yeah it's great it's a really nice environment and it says a lot about you too. You must be, you know, a great employer to, you know, I have am. Staff I that, am yeah. Rudy, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> sound, I want to. I'm moved. I know. I'm, just, I'm done with Jersey. I'm. I'm. I'm leaving. <laughs> we I'm should do the Cheshire swap. <laughs> oh, a book swap, like exchange, like they used to do in school. <laughs> right. Off the North Witch. Yeah, the North Witch. <laughs> the North Witch. <laughs> <laughs> of the accent, by the way. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes. Amy, I do don't we have. I actually don't have a typical Northwich accent. I'm a bit more. I sound a bit more southern. So anyone listening from the UK to this will probably think you're not huh? from Northwich, you bloody liar. But I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I just spent a lot of time around London, so it's not I'm sorry. I do love the North. I'm not a traitor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she called herself a Northwichian. I know, yes. <laughs> this, who is this ruddy liar? <laughs> Amy, do, yeah. do, we, do we sound like you? Do we sound like very soprano-ish and, you know, like, hey, how's oh, it God, going? Oh, God, yeah, absolutely do, yeah. Oh, you sound boy. like about to, like, pop a cap in my ass. I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> well... Again, we are having you on again, Amy, for sure. <laughs> oh, no, it's good fun. It's good fun. Uh, yeah. So, Amy, I have a ton of questions. There's only so much time for all of them, though. Again, this is the reason why we need to do another show with you so we can we can get 100%. more. 100%. Yeah. But what is the ratio out there? Are you finding, because what we're finding here in the United States is that there are not enough groomers or not enough groomers staying in the business to warrant the amount of dogs that people are acquiring. Are you guys finding that to be an issue out your way in the UK? No, Mm -hmm. not at all. We have, so where we are based, we have nine competitors. Oh, wow. We are saturated with groomers. Now, I've already said the town I'm in, so I can't even berate any of them. No. You know, they're all really good, but, <laughs> but you're the best. You're going to get places where the quality of the grooming isn't going to be as great. So, you're, you know, and we're one of the oldest groomers. 
oldest as in longest established not oldest as in you know we're really old (laughs) (laughs) so we were one of the the oldest in the area so we luckily get a lot of business but I know there are some groomers who don't get much business and so no we don't have that problem at all that's so interesting that you yeah yeah. Yeah, I mean it is that is interesting it's such a growing industry over here though it's like I remember during the recession you know the recession we all had the same recession so you'll remember that one (laughs) right Um, Now, when I spoke to my accountant, he was blown away that I was not only making money, but making a good amount of money during a recession. He couldn't believe it. You know, he was watching builders go under. He was watching like IT firms go under. Banks were going under over here. And he was just he was like, I'm in the wrong business. I should have set up some kind of (laughs) Because the pet businesses were the ones that were just steady all the way through the recession. And I just think that speaks volumes that, you know, you've got industries collapsing around you. And I was like, any minute now, any minute now, the bottom's going to fall out of it. But it was just steady all the way through. I couldn't believe it. So it's an amazing career. It's just so, so vibrant over here. And all your like uh, creative grooming is coming over here. Sure. Um, So we're getting all these, you know, competitions of poodle look you know complete idiot the best it's, sure. <laughs> it's, all, uh, it's all really popular over here so it's it's not just bathing dogs like it used to be it's dying them now and doing their nails i mean we don't do that yet i don't know if we ever will but it's certainly right. a buoyant industry it's not going anywhere i can't imagine that yeah 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 very interesting yeah we've always had a lot of that like the creative styling we have the you know intergroom here which is a big grooming contest and um i think it's been around forever but i think that people like you just said people are just starting to notice it and which i think is amazing because uh the grooming industry has been around for such a long time and we're trying to it's the part of our show and uh, it's why we really appreciate having you on amy is to kind of bring it to the forefront and let people people know that this is a thriving, thriving business. We want to get more people involved. I wanted to ask you, Amy, are there regulations out there? What do you, do you need to be licensed or certified to be a groomer in the UK? Nope, not at all. And it's terrifying. And Um, that's, yeah. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. can literally get a pair of scissors and set up and there's so many accidents that happen. There's so many people being sued left, right and center. The other big thing at the moment in the industry, which we're actually starting to campaign against the parliament is these, there's been lots of accidents with cabinet dryers over here. So groomers that are uncle, well, that don't have much experience putting these puppies or old dogs into these cabinets, wandering Mm -hmm. outside to go and have a fag, a cigarette. Sorry, I can't say that. We know what you mean. To have a cigarette, <laughs> um, you know, or going off to get their lunch or whatever, and then this poor dog, you know, it ends right. up back and imagine it. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. we, we, there's no skill required. You know, where yeah. something is unregulated, and it means that any idiot can do it. And right. you know, I mean, it's crazy to us. So the answer is no. That's <laughs> a short answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. and, and again, it's the purpose of our show because. Again, Again, I think the industry is flawed in that because it's the same thing here. You know, your neighbor could call himself a dog groomer because he bought a nose and hair trimmer from Walmart and all of a sudden he's a dog groomer. So again, I 
think the industry is flawed. It, it's definitely the purpose of what we're doing right here with you is to bring it to the forefront because I also agree and feel the same way that there does have to be some kind of regulation, some kind of uh, certification in order to further this industry in, in a positive way. Absolutely, yeah. because the ones the ones that aren't regulated are giving the experienced, you know, careful groomers who have a genuine love of the dogs and not just the money. They're giving us a bad name, and yeah. We're going to work on that together, though, Amy. As one- yeah, you and I will change the world. Sure, we're going to we're <laughs> going to change the world. We're going to change the industry. And um, uh, before we go to break, though, Amy, because we're going to take a brief break, but I want to ask you what they are. People in the UK are they humanizing their dogs as much as we are in the US? <laughs> are they? Because I mean, it's gotten so out of hand here as far as humanizing well, their dog. <laughs> what, what, based what on we- the, based on the slides and the ball pens, I'm guessing yeah. <laughs> Well, yes, I would say yes, absolutely. You know, when the seasons change, so for example, if it's Halloween, the shops are just full of costumes for dogs and, you know, Christmas, you get Father Christmas outfits for your dogs. Yeah, absolutely. You can, you can, you know, your dogs are your babies, rightly so, but yeah, people can take it a bit far, you know. Um, So yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I've seen like, uh, I've seen like footsie pajamas. I think they're coming out with dog lingerie soon. That might be the next step. Oh my God, you just, you just (laughs) dropped like the darkest recess of the spray. <laughs> a picture of a dog oh, in- and where the boobs go in. It had like it had like multiple boob oh. patches. It was the most disturbing <laughs> thing I have ever seen. Sexy, sexy dog. Sexy Sex- dog. <laughs> oh, okay. Well <laughs> with that being said, we're talking to Amy Elliott Smith of the Paul Pad Doggy Daycare Grooming School. We're going to come back after these brief messages and uh, ask Amy a few more questions. We'll be right back right after these messages. Stay tuned. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Doggo Suds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Doggo Sud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Doggo Suds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. We wear fur, and we're damn proud of it. What? And our four legs. And our tail. And we go to the bathroom outside. Well, we may not be too proud of that. (laughs) Sniff around. Then mark your spot right here. Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome back to Groomer Humor on Pet Life Radio. I'm Anthony Ray, hanging out with my dad, Rudy V, and also the awesome Amy Elliott Smith from the Paw Pad, all the way from the UK. So, Amy, what can someone look to come away with after taking your training course? Okay, well, we have a few different courses. We have three different courses, and that's a level one, which is five days, a level two, which is 10 days, or a level three, which is 15 days. 
And the aim of all of those courses is to pack as much as we possibly can into each one. So depending on your experience, depending on what you want to do with your qualifications, so if you want to set up your own business or work for somebody else, or if you're just looking to do a couple of breeds or just, you know, just, just see what the industry is about, it really depends what you want from it. But most of the time, people will go off and set up their own business with our qualification. Right. So they will expect to be trained in certain things such as uh, bathing and drying and brushing out, dematting, trimming nails, doing the ear cleaning and plucking, uh, all the way down to the breed specific styling and scissoring and clippering. So as many breeds as we can get in different temperaments, different sizes. Our aim is just to get people as confident as they possibly can be so that they can go on and set up their own business with skills with you know with confidence with you know a real support system behind them that we can offer so if they do come across something that they you know panic about or whatever we're just at the other end of the phone or text or email or whatsapp you know people can contact us whenever they want to rectify or, or just for a bit of a pep talk really as well yeah so it's just to get people confident and learning about the industry and what's required of them within the industry so that they can make a living Wow, that's yep. great. So that's basically, awesome. essentially, somebody could come to you who actually has some grooming experience, but kind of uh, has a couple avenues that they really, really need some help on or want to work on specifically. You could help a specific groomer or groomer to be out with just like certain aspects of the grooming as well, right? Like, uh, yeah. It, so, so, for example, like I said, we get a lot of spaniels. So, if you have spent the last six months of your career grooming spaniels and the odd Westie here and there, and mm. suddenly call up and says i've got five poodles you're probably gonna panic a little bit so that's when you call us up <laughs> and say, are you able to do a bespoke course with you know poodles or bichons or schnauzers or whatever it is you need and we say yes absolutely mm. and that's yeah that's what we do so it's really for loads of different types of people there are some people who have been away on maternity leave for example and they just want to refresh what they already know that we also get owners as well who might have kind of three cavachons and they are spending a fortune on grooming and they want to learn how to do it themselves so we will show them how to do it and you know so there's lots of different people who want to learn how to groom it's not just people who want to set up their own businesses it really depends so what we sometimes see is if there are trends. So, for example, with cockapoos and cavachons and labradoodles at the moment, a lot of groomers who are what we call old schools, so they've been doing it for years and years, they might not have that many know that much experience with them so when these sort of trend dogs come along they need a bit more experience and, and a bit of guidance and tuition there's no shame in that at all it's just that trends move on sure. and people want a bit more you know a bit more tuition and, and we can help them with that too so mm. it's all sorts of people that we help yeah that's great i never really even thought of usually when you hear like uh you know grooming courses it's you usually assume it's um like uh, somebody just trying to become a groomer i never even thought of uh of teaching grooming courses as to like down to the specifics like where you're that specific where you could actually help somebody who's already experienced or with no you could help anybody really with that yeah, sort mm -hmm. of uh, model that you have going there that's great yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah so yep yeah, definitely amy we really appreciate you being on with us today uh you know so 
we really push for people like you and ourselves to try to get more young or old people into this profession. And, uh, you know, for that, we thank you for teaching this fine craft, this fine art of dog grooming. Just, uh, again, we just love talking to fellow dog groomers. So really, really appreciate you being on with us today. Well, especially dog groomers mm-hmm. who are as cool as you, Amy, because you, uh, oh. you certainly fit what we're trying to do here, keeping it yeah. light and loose yeah. and fun. And, yeah. but, uh, grooming is Wait, also very you serious. You haven't heard my views about Trump yet. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother show. That's a boy. That's a whole, we, <laughs> that's a whole a long, show in itself. <laughs> it's going to be a long one. It's going to be a long oh, one. Amy, you're great. Thank you so much. You're not too bad yourself. Oh, oh, awesome. Thank you, Amy. <laughs> all right. Well, to all our listeners, uh, thanks so much for stopping by guys. Again, thank you to Amy. And, uh, as always, we'd like to thank our producer, Mark Winter. Thank you so much, Mark. Amy, where can uh, people reach you if um, if they wanted to get in contact with you or speak with you or learn more about what you're doing over there? Okay, well, our website is www.pawpaddogs.co.uk and that's spelled P-A-W-P-A-D-D-O-G-S.co.uk. We're also on Twitter at Dogs or on Facebook at The Pawpad UK. All right, so go and check that stuff out. And if you haven't done so already, head on over to our YouTube channel. It's called Grooming by Rudy. That's Grooming by Rudy on YouTube.com. Leave a comment, like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. We want to hear from you guys. You could also like Grooming by Rudy on Facebook, follow Grooming by Rudy on Instagram and Twitter. It has been an absolute pleasure. And until next time, take care of yourselves and your pets. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.